0: Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of his love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Brenton. It's good to see uh, you here this morning and uh, I hope you're doing uh, really well. Uh, there, there's been a word I've been hearing a lot this week it's that, and that word... Maybe there was a Sesame Street word of the week. Um, the, word, the word has been heavy. A lot of people said, uh, it, it feels heavy right now, our environment and the divisiveness that, that we're experiencing and the division. Um, and I just want to, before I kind of get into the meat of my sermon, I want to leave you with some verses that I think are so key for all of this. Um, John 14, 27, Jesus says this, peace I leave with you, my peace. I give you. I do not give as the world gives. And uh, I think sometimes uh, we we think an answer to heaviness will be, hey, if this person is no longer in power or, hey, if all of my relationships end up mending and everything goes right for me and this request will be answered and this request will be answered, then I'll experience peace. Uh, I don't... I don't think that's biblical. I I think experiencing peace, we need need Jesus's peace, right? It's a peace not that the world gives, it's different. And this is where it says in Philippians, um, present your request to God and there's gonna be a transcendent peace that's gonna guard your hearts and minds. It's a transcendent peace that's beyond your understanding. And so I, I really encourage you, if maybe you're not feeling heavy this week, that's awesome, that's great, you don't have to, uh, and maybe you just are. Maybe your relationships are strained. Um, maybe all of this is just a lot for you. I, I just really encourage you, I really think the answer is to cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Uh, and, and we need it, we need a peace, right? But it's not, we need a different peace. We need a supernatural peace. We need a transcendent, transcendent peace. And uh, I don't usually find that on my Facebook feed. <laughs> typically. I usually find that when I look into the eyes of Jesus and I just sit on his lap and I look to him. The more I look at Jesus, the more I, I feel this peace wash over me and the more I feel this heaviness just leave because I realize, ah, oh, this is awesome. I, I get to experience an unshakable peace, an unshakable joy, an unshakable hope because they're from his kingdom and it's nothing doesn't matter what's going on around me. It's, it's the heavenly kingdom. It's, a, it's an unshakable kingdom, amen? Awesome. I uh, also, too, before we're praying, I just want to, uh, you know, continue to ask you guys to keep Pastor Claude in your, in your prayers. Uh, he's, you know, he's working during the week, and it's, so, so, it's been so awesome to have him back. Uh, but he still is dealing with uh, the sores in his mouth and, uh, and other digestive things as well and he wants to go 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 and we try to like no you're try to make him do less just because we we want to see him healthy and and he he gets up on stage and people are like oh he looks 100% and i think that's just because he loves to be on stage and he loves to he loves you guys so much and he wants to just pour everything out for you guys and cuz he's an awesome loving faithful pastor and and so that we we want to try to um, see him being healthy for the long run, and so let's continue to, to keep him in your prayers. I don't know what reminder you need to do that, but please uh, continue to keep him in your prayers. And yeah, we love you so much, and uh, <laughs> we're excited that um, you're here, but we want to continue to see you uh, grow more and more strong and healthy. Awesome. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your presence in this room today. And Father, I just pray if there is a spirit of heaviness on anyone here, um, God, I, I I pray that we would cast our anxiety onto You. It sounds cliche, uh, and maybe it sounds simple, but I, it, it's really I just think it's the answer. I, I think it's You're the only answer. Um, and so, God, uh, we look to You and thank You that You're faithful. We look to you and we thank you that you won't leave us and you won't forsake us, God. And and we, in this time, maybe it's a time where we can um, grow closer to you than ever before because you become our hope, our joy, and our peace, Lord God. God, we just pray uh, for Pastor Claude that you continue to bring healing to his body, um, encouragement and strength to him, Lord. Uh, just guide um, the doctors and all of that as they continue to... Um, yeah, find out what's what's going on. We just pray for supernatural healing uh, in his mouth and in his whole body, uh, in Jesus' name, Amen. Right on. So um, I'm excited to kind of introduce you guys to a, a, a new ministry that our church is getting involved with. I think it's pretty cool. That ministry is called uh, Care Portal. It is essentially um, kind of a tool for us to be able to care for families and and children that are vulnerable and in need in our community. And uh, we're going to play a little trailer, and then I'll talk more about it. If we can make the church aware of the needs that are in their community, and give them an easy way to help those children and families. Just think, how many more children and families will the church be able to help? If the church answers yes to one simple question, the needs of hurting children could be met. The question, are you willing to receive an email? The CARE Portal will bring the needs of children and families in your community right to your inbox. The process starts with a child welfare worker logging into the CARE Portal and entering the child's needs right to the system. Then using GeoReddit's technology, the Care Portal quickly sends an email with all the details to participating churches that wanna help families right in the backyard. Each church then makes their congregation aware of the need and if members step up to help, the church contact responds back using the original emails. The caseworker then connects the church with the child family. It's so easy and it's already working. Right on, so in a little nutshell, that's uh, Care Portal. And what that looks like, uh, th- this has been something that has been running in the States initially, and now it's kinda coming up to, to Canada. Um, I think in Winnipeg is one of the biggest places in Canada where it's functioning now. And now it's in, in Winkler too, which is really cool. So right now, we are, we are partnered with, the agency that we're partnered with is Child Family Services. And there are definitely potential for more agencies, they're in talk with more agencies on becoming part of Care Portal as well. Um, so, child and family services, when they have, when they're dealing with families, and they're they're obviously aware of needs as they they help these families, uh, and when there's needs that uh, the church can meet, what happens is they send a notification. Uh, our way, my way, and then also um, GMC's way. But then also WMBC is partnered with Care Portal as well, and we're expecting that uh, there will be also more churches that are going to be joining in. So that's kind of cool. We'll have more agencies that join in and more churches that join in, and that's kind of a balance because you want to have you want to have plenty of needs, but you don't want all of a sudden too many needs that you can't meet, and then and then there's just a shopping list uh, as the size of Texas that is, you know, and you can't fill those needs. So it's a balance, you know, it's a balance of finding agencies to submit these needs and then finding enough churches and enough help to be able to fill the needs. And this is where uh, we come in as a church. Uh, If you guys right now sign up for Care Portal, you can go to gmchurch.ca. If you are a forgetful person, you can do this now because there's no way I would remember this by the end of the sermon. So I'm, a, I'm giving you that freedom. Go on your phone now if you want. Go to gymchurch.ca. Uh, you can click on signups, and then you'll see a Care Portal uh, sign up. The thing that you guys can can sign up for is, uh, number one, I want to receive emails of the Care Portal needs requests. So when there are needs that our church has been activated to, to meet, I want to know. I want to know, and maybe there'll be some needs where uh, I already have that thing. This week we did our first delivery and we've been getting the life group leaders on board with this. And so it was really cool to say, hey, I have a playpen. Hey, I have this. Hey, I can take care of this. And uh, it wasn't, didn't fall on one person. It was a collective effort. And all of a sudden, boom, brought everything to the church and the, the need was filled. And that's where we got to uh, enter this home of a young mother who had uh, there were like seven kids in in the house. Uh, their, their her toddlers didn't have beds to sleep on, and so we were able to provide them with that. And it it was it was it was great, and it was great to be a part of it. But the situation it just opens your eyes, right? Just to see the need. I can't even speak to what I walked into, but it was. There's, there's needs out there, there are a lot of needs, and uh, I think this is an amazing way where you can just say, hey, I'm willing to receive an email, and when, some, when I have something or something maybe touches my heart, I'll, I'll respond. And also, maybe you're interested in helping to deliver to the families. This is a big part of Care Portal. I think Care Portal would fall a little flat if we just show up and say, hey, hey here's a bunch of stuff. Jesus loves you, bye. And we never you know, talk to them uh, again, hey, it's good that we're meeting those needs still, but I think this is where um, relationship can build, right? And so often, um, what people in need are, are wanting, they're not just wanting physical needs, they're wanting to be loved, they're wanting to be heard, they're wanting to be supported, And maybe they are not from this community. Maybe they don't have that support system. Maybe they don't have someone to love. So I don't always know. I don't think that will always happen, right? It's kind of dependent on the person and uh, dependent on who brings it. But I I would love to see that it it wouldn't, Care Portal wouldn't just be something where we meet physical needs, but we meet emotional needs and spiritual needs as well. And it could possibly give us open doors and opportunities to uh, helping to walk with these people and love these people. Um, I'm interested in picking up supplies for Care Portal. So maybe you got a truck or something like that and there's there's a bed that we need to pick up and you're willing to pick up the bed and and bring it either to the church or drop that off uh, to the family in need. So that's an option for you to help out. Another option to check on the, the form there is I'm interested in building, assembling, or making things. Maybe you build beds. Maybe you make... Bird houses, I don't, I don't know if we need bird houses. But uh, I heard of the one lady from Care Portal saying that every time there's a need submitted to her church, she, uh, she starts knitting and she makes a blanket for every family. Uh, where there's needs met, she, she makes a blanket so that it, uh, that need can be met with a nice homey touch. So I don't know what you build or assemble or make but that comes in handy. Uh, this week uh, I brought my dad with me as we delivered because there was a bed that we have had to put together and I mainly just know how to put together Lego if I have the right instructions so so I got him involved and that already came in handy so if that's you then then check that uh, box there's a lot of ways to help out and that's the really cool and amazing thing and I think I think ultimately I'm really passionate about this because I think this is God. I think God's passionate about this. I think this is on the heart of God. In James 1, 27, it says, "Religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless." Is this? So we should probably listen, right? <laughs> if this is religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless, then we should take note of that to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. It's to follow God's ways, to be set apart, to, to be holy and follow his, his commands, and, and also help out those that, that need help, and help the, the vulnerable, and, and, and care for these kind of people. Uh, and the Bible is just so clear, too, that there is there's a blessing and care that God provides when we care for these people. Um, Psalms 41 we're kind of wrapping up the summer in the Psalms. Maybe I cheated a little bit, but this is, this is where the summer in the Psalms comes into effect here. Uh, and then we'll kind of look all over in the Bible. But it says, all the joys of those who are kind to the poor. I, isn't it just, it is more blessed to give than to receive, isn't it? Sometimes we don't think that way. Sometimes it's like, if I just get this car, I'll be happy. If I just get this house, I'll be happy. I love sports cards, so for me it's like, if I just get a LeBron James rookie card, they're only like $60,000, then I'll be happy. But you get that, it's like, this is my dream come true, and all of a sudden it's like, uh, uh, okay, whatever, right? But when you give, there's something about it that, that is just joyful, there's something about it that's like, man, that's way better. It's way better when actually, I, I don't just get a bunch of stuff for myself, it's way better When I just give it away, there's a joy that comes with those who are kind to the poor. And it says the Lord rescues them when they're in trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity in the land and rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and restores them to health. So when you care for the poor, you'll never be sick. You'll always be protected and you'll be loaded rich. How great is that? <laughs> Woo, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's literally saying that, but what this verse, I think, is saying is when, you, when we care for the poor, I think it's saying that y- you were coming under God's care, right? Um, I, I think, uh, and the Bible over and over and over kind of reiterates this fact that, that the attention that we give to the poor is the attention that God has on us. When we give to the poor, it says the Lord repays us. And I don't think, again, that means that every time we give to the poor, we should be waiting and just looking at our bank accounts and being like, "Ho oh, oh, ho, oh, God's gonna repay me. And it's like, God, my bank account's lower after I gave. What's going on? Like, come on, aren't you faithful? Where's the money? No, it's, a, it's about treasures in heaven, right? Give to the needy and you'll, you'll store up treasures in heaven. And that's where I want my treasures. I don't want my treasures here on earth where moth and rust are going to destroy, destroy, be, destroy them. I want my treasures to be forever in his kingdom. And so this is, I think, part of that, that repaying that, that we have. Also, at the same time, the Bible seems to say there's also a lack of attention that God gives to us when we don't care for those in need. This is harsh, but it's just what it says. So we have to be faithful to what it says. Proverbs 21:13 Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Oof. Oof. Ouch. That hurts, right? But but I think this is really it's really saying, hey, if we're going to cry out to God for help, but we're not willing to help, something's wrong with that. If if we're going to cry out to God, God bless me, bless me, bless me, while we're not willing to be a blessing, Something is wrong with that picture, right? Look what it says in Isaiah. You see this right here. For day after day, they seek me out. This is Israel seeking out God. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me, God, for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. So these are people that are praying and and this is awesome. But then guess what? They're angry, They're saying to God, why have we fasted and have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? So this is a nation that's pressing into God in prayer, and they don't see breakthrough, and it's like, God, come on. Like, we're praying, we're doing our part, and we're not seeing any of this come. I guess prayer just doesn't work, and I guess you just don't care. Yet, on your day of fasting... You do as you please, and you exploit your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? God's really saying, hey, if you're going to continue to to fast and ask for blessing while you're being a curse, while you're treating people like garbage, I have a problem with this. So now God talks about, he doesn't say stop fasting, he says, no, this is the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not turn away from your own flesh and blood? Look at this, this is amazing. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. Whoo, that is cool. That's what I wanna see, our light break forth like the dawn. You wanna see that? Oh man, you gotta do better. Do you wanna see that? Like, honestly, that's what I want to see. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory, oh, I love this, the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. It's like, then all of heaven is going to be behind you. Then you will call out, and the Lord will answer. I will cry for help, and he will say, here I am. So their breakthrough is gonna come when they fast, when they pray, but the focus is not on bless me, bless me, bless me. The focus is on God, I wanna be your hands and feet. God, I wanna bless. God, I wanna give. God, I wanna expand your kingdom. And this is when God says, all right, your light's going to break forth. All of heaven is now behind you because you're not trying to fast so God can fulfill your mission. You're fasting and say, God, I want to do your mission. God, I, I don't want you to just bless my hands and feet and my work. God, I want to be your hands and feet and do your work. So this is when heaven gets behind you. This is when his glory is going to be your rear guard. And this is when breakthrough comes. And I think this is just so awesome. And so the Bible over and over again says that, that whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. It's, it's saying the way we treat the poor is, 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 is the way that we're essentially treating God. And the way we treat the poor, God is essentially going to treat us back in the same way. Look what it says in Matthew 25. This is this is a heavy passage right here. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and the angels with, with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. I just want you to picture that. This is kind of besides the point, but what an image. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. What a picture. Can't wait for that day. It's going to be awesome. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep and the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat." I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, invite you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you as a sick person and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger needing clothes or sick and in prison and didn't help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. I don't think what this, this passage is saying is, if you take care of the poor, you will be in heaven and those that don't take care of the poor, they will go to hell. It can't be saying that, right? Because the Bible says our, our righteous works are like filthy rags, right? This is why Jesus came and, and he died. Um, salvation can't be earned, can't be earned. So it's not saying, hey, if you feed poor enough, you'll be saved, and if you don't, you won't. No, salvation can't be earned. It's through our faith in Jesus Christ alone and the fact that he paid for our sins, and when we confess our sins to him, make him Lord of our life, we are saved by faith alone, not by works, so that no man can boast. So what is this passage saying, though? I think this passage is saying is that if you're a Christian, you're gonna live in a way that does reflect the heart of God. If you are a Christian, you are gonna live in a way where you are an extension of God's ministry, where you are his hands and feet here on earth, and you are gonna be a person that, that does these things well because the love of God is in you. And if the love of God is in you, then these are the kinds of things that you're going to do. Look what it says in 1 John. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let's not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Again, if we have the love of God truly abiding in us, it will flow through us. It will look like something. It will look like forgiveness. It will look like being generous. I think this is really saying that um, it's kind of almost the way I like to picture it is uh, a a Christian who is not generous is like a cheeseburger without a patty. (laughs) Have you ever ordered a cheeseburger and you just didn't get any patty? That would be one of the most sinking feelings I would imagine. You know, you're ready to bite into a juicy quarter pounder at McDonald's, that sloppy, greasy burger, but somehow it's good, (laughs) and you take a bite, mm, and it's just bun. (laughs) And you're like, you just have this look of confusion like something, this isn't right. Something's wrong here, right? And for me, I don't know about you, but I don't know how far I've traveled from that McDonald's, I would travel back and be like, hey, I want a quarter pounder with that gross little patty. But it tastes good. <laughs> and I think it's the same way, if, if us as Christians don't have the love of God tangibly working through us in deed and in truth, there's something wrong with that picture. We wanna see the love of God, not just be act out through our words, we wanna see the love of God um, be the complete picture of loving other people around us in, in practical and, and, and real ways in our community. And it's gonna look like us being the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, this was a heavy, th- these are heavy passages, eh? It was a heavy week and then, then I look at all these passages and I'm like, wow, the Bible really like lays this on really, really, really thick. But I, but, but as I'm kind of, working to a conclusion, I want to again say, I don't want you to hear this message and try to earn your way to God's favor or earn your way to salvation. That's not what we're called to do, right? I also don't want you to hear this message and hear me say, if you don't sign up for Care Portal emails, you don't care about anyone, you don't love anyone, you're going to hell. I don't want you to hear that. I remember I, I was at a concert once, and they said, they asked everyone in the audience, who cares about children? And you're supposed to raise your hand if you cared about children. Who cares about children that don't have any food? Every, everyone's got their hand raised, right? If you don't have your hand raised, you're an awful person. Who cares about children knowing Jesus' is love? All right, now send the brochures out, and if you don't, they're pretty much saying if you don't do this, you're just, you don't care at all. Um, so this message is not saying, hey, if you don't, if you don't get involved through Care Portal, um, you just don't, don't care at all. Uh, maybe you have another Care Portal. You know, maybe your family is going through some, some tough stuff. Maybe you no know family members in need. Um, maybe you're o- already involved in you know, helping out in, in Central Station or maybe as I'm speaking right now and I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would send you names of, of people that, are, that are, fit this uh, description that, that you can help out today. I'm, I'm not trying to force you into this but what I do challenge you to do as we leave here today instead of being overwhelmed and stressed just saying ah, I just need to care don't do that but I want you to do this. I want you to be open. I want you to be open. I want you to have open ears. Proverbs 21, 13, whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. When you hear the cry of the poor, I want you to have an open ear to them. And if you don't hear the cry of the poor... I want you to leave your bubble and, and start going where you hear the cry of the poor, right? Sometimes we can just be in our nice little neighborhoods where everything's okay, and then I walk in on this, this single mom and she's got this, this wild situation happening, and that's good for me, right? It helps me to see the need that's here um, and the mission field that's here right in my community. I want you guys to have a heart that's open, First John says, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him. I don't want you to close your heart to these people. Um, sometimes we can just judge at a distance, right? We can just say, you know what? I know why these people are like this. They've made this mistake, they've made this mistake and this mistake. And that's why I don't really wanna help them out because they've gotten themselves in that situation. No, I, I, I think that's, no, I don't think that's the heart of God. I don't think that's the heart of God. I think God's heart is for these people and God wants to love these people. I'm so thankful that he didn't do that to me, right? I'm so thankful that it's like, Brenton, uh, he's made this mistake and this mistake and this mistake, so I'll just send him to hell because he deserves it. No, no, he didn't do that to me. And this is where in Deuteronomy, God even says, hey, I want you to care about those in need in your land because you were slaves before. Remember where I got you from, where I brought you from, where I've redeemed you from. Remember that, and that's why I want you to care for these people, because I saved you, and now I want you to, to, to care for these people. I want you guys to have open hands. Deuteronomy 15 says, If anyone's poor um, among you fellow Israelites in any of the towns the, Lord of, um, the land of the Lord is giving you, don't be hard-hearted, have tender hearts, or tight-fisted towards them. Verse 11, there will always be poor people in the land, therefore I command you, be open-handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. That's a hard thing to have open hands, right? Because sometimes we can say, it's mine. <laughs> I earned it. I worked for it. It was my Blood, sweat and tears that, that did this, so why should I give it away when it's mine? It's not yours. It's not supposed to be yours, it's supposed to be God's. Right? All we have are supposed to be God's, and this is, I think, why God talks about in the Bible money so often. Give your tithe, give to the poor, because we need to make sure that we're living life with an open hand. Everything belongs to God. And maybe you're here in this auditorium today, or watching online, and you just say, hey, I actually don't have a lot to give. Like, financially, I'm, I'm in a very tight place. And other, uh, others of you are not in that situation. Well, here's the awesome thing. It's not about the amount. God's not going to say, ha-ha, he gave $5,000. That's this many points in heaven. Oh, this guy gave a nickel at some of his time? <laughs> Come on, Yikes. No, it's about your heart, right? It's not about the amount, it's about the heart. So I don't know what God has put in your hands, but he has entrusted you with something, right? And we are all, no matter what situation we're in, to have open hands, tender hearts, and open ears. Lastly, I want to challenge you to have open mouths. In Proverbs 31, it says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. That word destitute, it actually kind of talks about children who are left behind or forgotten or vanished. People that can't fend for themselves, people that can't speak for themselves. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Stick up for these people. So that's my encouragement to you. As I was diving into this, it was just a revelation that, wow, God really cares about this a lot. There are around 2,000 verses that talk about um, the poor. I wanted to read them all today, but that would take us to tomorrow maybe. So I won't, but I encourage you to read your Bible and just notice, wow, God really loves these people. And I don't know about you, but in this season of heaviness, my, my love for the lost and my love for the poor have kind of been at a low, if I'm just being honest. I don't like saying that, it's kind of embarrassing to say. But it's uh, just being honest, because it's nice to think about me, right? God, answer my prayers. God, what, what about me? And it's, it's a time where we could be so focused on, on self-preservation, right? And it is a hard time. But ultimately, I think that God wants me to, to think about others. Um, and, and I think this is where my light will break forth right? When I partner and my heart partners with the ministry of God, I think, I think then my light's going to break forth like the dawn. Then my healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you. Then the glory of the Lord will be your rear God. Then you will call on the Lord, will answer, will cry for help, and he will say, here I am. It's when our prayers aren't just wrapped up in, in our wants, it's great to do that. Right? It's great to ask God, hey God, this is what I want. Hey God, this is what I desire. But, but I think we need to make sure that our prayers are wrapped up in God, I want to be your hands and feet. God, I want to align your mission with my life. God, I, I, wanna, I, I, I want to partner with you, Lord God. And this is, I think, when our light will break forth. This is when a revival will come. When, when we pray and fast and seek the Lord with the focus of not only being blessed, but being a blessing. I think this is when a great blessing is gonna come for us, amen? Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.